We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. As I mentioned, we are live from the Jim Beam Left Field Lounge at PNC Park. It is Pirates Fest 2020, rapidly approaching the 20th season of baseball at PNC Park. And we'll celebrate it all weekend long. Greg Brown, voice of the Pirates, will join me in the 4 o'clock hour, as well as Josh Bell about an hour from now. Kevin Newman in a few moments, but pleased to be joined by Pirates. I called you Pirates infielder earlier, Colin Moran, uh, but you're sort of Pirates all over uh, after the experience you got in the, in the outfield last year. Uh, welcome in, uh, back to PNC Park and for Pirates Fest 2020. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what was, let's, let's start there, let's, before we get into some bigger issues. Uh, that, w- when they come to you and say, hey... Uh, we, we'd like you to, first base, I imagine, isn't too foreign a concept, but when they start to say, hey, we'd like to try some corner outfield work, what's that, uh, what's that conversation like, and, and how, did you, how did you adjust to, to the idea of being able to play in different corner spots? Uh, yeah, it was um, kind of la- uh, kind of sprung up on me. Uh, it was, hey, uh, I think at the time, if I remember, we had some injuries or we had mm-hmm. some uh, we're kind of thin in the outfield, so uh, they came up to me and said, "Do you mind? Would you like to play some left field?" And I said, "Sure. If it, if it gets me in the lineup, I'll play. Um, I'll play wherever." And uh, I got some fly balls, I think, in BP that day, and I was out there that night. Just straight out there, yeah. straight to the wolves. Yeah, it was a it was a quick transition. What um what have the conversations been like with new GM Ben Charrington, new manager Derek Shelton? about where they expect you to contribute both on the field and in the lineup? Uh, yeah, I've, I've gotten a chance to talk with both of them uh, briefly and uh, just kind of getting to know them um, right now and uh, excited to get to spring training. And um, I think, you know, they're probably going to go through a phase of just kind of getting to know everybody. And uh, obviously they have um, the whole organization to, to kind of assess, you know, where they're at and, uh, personally, I'm just looking forward to going to spring training and uh, trying to play some good baseball. Um, whatever they have in mind is, uh, you know, I hope to hope to impress and have a just have a chance to help the team win next year. Um, I'm open to whatever they um, would like. I'd like to, you know, contribute to a, a good baseball team at the end of the day. As you've talked to guys over the off season about their discussions with both Ben and Derek and what they're thinking about the changes that have been made as you get ready for a new season. Um, what, what have those conversations been like? I mean, uh, what, what has it been like as you, as a group, sort of look back on 19 and ahead to 20? Uh, yeah, I think everybody's very optimistic for this year. Um, hungry, for sure, to, uh, to have a better year, that's for sure. Um, I think last year, we, as, a, as a group, um, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. Um, I think a lot of the guys are um, going into the year with the chip on their shoulder, like ready to prove that we're definitely better than we uh, we showed last year. Um, so I think at the end of the day, last year should should make us better in the future. Um, obviously, you don't want to go through um, kind of a, a definitely a down year like last year, but at the end of the day, um, it happened, and uh, it's about learning from it 
and going into next year and hopefully he can use him as advantage and um, you know have a have a good year. Pirates third baseman Colin Moran with us here live from Pirates Fest on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Uh, what does it do for you when you know that the organization's probably number one prospect is kind of nipping at your heels and that that provides a level of competition going into spring too at third base? Yeah, I got to know uh, Key Bryan last year, um, and he's an awesome guy, uh, super talented. Uh, I got to see him play last spring, and I was obviously really impressed. I'm excited to get down to Florida and uh, play with him, and I'm excited to get to know him even more. It seems like you were able to infuse a little more power last year, um, and you've always had, it seems like, a knack for clutch home runs especially, or at least dramatic home runs, opening day grand slams, things like that. So what what did you do last year, and what do you kind of, as you look at, it, it feels like launch angle is still something that's being preached uh, as, as a way to affect uh, someone's ability to not just drive the ball, but drive it for power, drive in runs. Um, do you continue to look at your swing from season to season, and if so, uh, do you dissect it via video? Do you kind of just say, hey, this is how I felt in August and September, and this is what I want to carry into February and March? How is that evaluation done? Um, I think I'm always self-evaluating uh, my swing, so I think at times I can be a little bit too uh, meticulous with things I'm trying to do in my swing and think a little too much. So uh, last year I tried to get away from that, kind of, you know, to not overanalyze uh, because I think in the past I'll, I'll get obsessed with trying to um, do this perfect or do that perfect and then you get frustrated with yourself and then it ends up kind of spinning spinning into bad habits and kind of um, before you know it you get into a pretty big hole. So uh, I've just tried to use the experience I've had up here um, and kind of see what the league's telling me I need to get better at and uh, how to adjust because I think that every year you, you know you play up here you you can learn things that you didn't do so well and try to improve so um, I'm definitely trying to use like the lessons learned from experience and uh, just get better uh, whether that's hitting for more power obviously that's that's ideal but just being a better hitter um, driving in runs being a producer and then over there at third base being uh, more accountable being just being somebody that I want I want I want to be a guy that the pitchers rely on to to get the outs and I'm working really hard to get better um so I you know I'm excited for the year um I'd like to you know improve that's for sure let's start with with the idea the idea of launch angle that I brought up is that overblown like I mean people assume that everybody is now trying to dip the back shoulder and get under the ball and just hit dingers, right? But what were the adjustments that you, you found yourself making that maybe led to not necessarily more power, but the adjustments you made to hit more consistently, to be able to improve your results, maybe lefty on lefty? Um, and, and, you know, what, what, did you, what did you find yourself doing well? And, what, again, what do you kind of spin into 2020 and say, hey, that worked for me last year? Um. I learned to probably stay with my strengths instead of trying to work on my weaknesses as much. So that meaning I'm pretty good at my strength. I feel like as a hitter is to use all fields, but to really drive the opposite field, um, drive the ball that way, and then if I'm a little early, pull it, pull it in the air when it's going that way because that's, that's usually where the power is at. Is, uh, you know, pulling the ball in the air is probably where most homers, at least, um, are, are probably going to be. But... Just driving the ball in general and sticking to that approach uh, was something I worked on, and uh, that was kind of the the biggest thing. Is I think maybe with like the launch angle and all that, 
stuff is uh, you try to maybe force power, and for me it, it didn't work. Um, I got a little pull happy, and then all of a sudden you you lose your strength because you're working on maybe a weakness. Um, so then all of a sudden you're you're finding yourself not not really having a strength or and being still not really getting much better at weakness. Right. So uh, the idea is just to you know stick to my strengths and try to do what I do well and um, obviously try to get better whenever possible but just drive the ball uh, middle oppo gap uh, approach wise and then that keeps you on the ball pull side to where when you when you pull it you're pulling it with authority not necessarily rolling the ball over look for more balls up around the eyes like those ones in Cincinnati that you can just kind of rip down the right field line yeah I feel like that's probably one out of like 50 <laughs> that I've hit out of that it was an impressive one though it sticks in people's heads yeah I uh I don't. I closed my eyes on that one. But <laughs> I got. I was, yeah. I, hopefully, I don't swing at those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if the if the results turn out the way they did that time, yeah. we'll take it. Uh, you mentioned and Colin Moran with us here live from Pirates Fest on Sports Radio ninety three seven The Fan. You mentioned uh, wanting to have your your pitchers feel like they can rely on you over at third. Um, do you did you hear the the criticisms about your range? Do you take that kind of stuff to heart? Or do you do you kind of take even if they're maybe invalid criticisms? Do you do you take them and say, okay, there are things I know I can improve on at third, and and how do you work on that? You know, we're so used to seeing guys out there taking early infield. You know, fans are used to the stories they've heard about Josh trying to get better at first base, for example. Um, how do you work on that, and and where do you focus as you head into Bradenton? Um, yeah, I I think like uh, the negative talk about being at third base is probably warranted. I haven't played the best third base not not from a lack of effort but um at the end of the day it's a production league so i definitely understand the um the stuff about my range I, i'm trying to improve it um so i'm working hard at you know foot speed stuff but also in in game stuff that can maybe get you a step here or there uh anticipating pitches a little bit better like certain hitters uh kind of what they're going to do with what the pitch coming is is where that result's going to be, you know, like if uh, you know Reddy's up there and he's got a, um, a good slider and he's going to the slider, chances are he's going to hit it a certain way. So trying to anticipate the game a little bit quicker to get a step here or there. Um, but you know, I'm working hard. I'm hopeful that um, I, I just I want to be a good third baseman. It's not something that like I don't care about. You know, I I, I try hard, and um, but at the end of the day, I understand it's a production league. So you you know you, you produce up here. You, you don't stay. So right. I, I definitely understand that. Um, so I'm working hard at it, um, trying to improve the best I can, whether it's uh, talk with the analytic guys and understand where my positioning would be best or whether it's um, anticipating pitches to get a step quicker, um, little things like that because um, obviously I don't want to be – I want to be a guy pitchers um, want out there. You know, I want to be a guy that they can rely on that can get them out of a jam or stuff like that and – uh, I don't know if I've been too great over there. Obviously, I understand the criticism. It's probably warranted. Um, so I I understand it, and I'm working hard to, to improve at the end of the day. But I understand that uh, just saying that doesn't really mean anything, that uh, production is what speaks best. Well, you, you mentioned, in, as far as offensively at the plate, you, you mentioned the desire to maybe not tinker as much. Um, and, and that's been brought up in the past. I'll use Josh as an example again, Josh Bell. Uh, to the point where, you know, guys gave him the nickname Tinkerbell because he changes swing every day or every other day. Uh, you mentioned the, the desire to be more consistent in your approach at the plate this year. Uh, do you think 
This kind of feeds back on the question of having video so readily available. Is that necessarily a good thing that you can go back and look at a swing instantly as soon as you're done with it? Or do you feel like maybe if we were a little bit farther back in the Stone Ages of, okay, I don't get to see the video until later that night or the next morning, it might actually encourage guys maintaining a more consistent approach at the plate? That's a tough question because I think I've seen both ways be successful. Um, like you say, back in the day, didn't know video, so you didn't think as much. So I definitely see the point of that. Um, but at the same time, guys are throwing differently than they've ever thrown. Um, guys are throwing harder. They're most likely they're a little bit better. You know, they they understand how to fine tune. So there's definitely advantages you can find from going going in game uh, film. And you know, I've seen guys tweak a swing all of a sudden, and from at bat to a bat, they're going from a rollover to now a homer. You know, so mm-hmm. I've seen that. I've also seen the other way around where guys. Um, Maybe think there's a problem where there's not, and then all of a sudden they they throw away some at bats because they're thinking about um, a mechanical thing. So I don't know. It's a tough question. I would say, for me personally, uh, I probably am on the side of too much. Um, I've always been a guy that uh, goes off of approach and tries to take what the pitcher's giving him and do the best with it, um, and you know look for my strength in the zone and all stuff like that. So. I think personally, I probably right. I could be a little bit less uh, video oriented. I don't. I don't look too much in the game, uh, but I don't. It's a tough question. I think it goes both ways. Colin Moran with us here live from Pirates Fest 2020 at the Jim Beam Left Field Lounge here at PNC Park. I'm Chris Mack of the Fan Morning Show. I don't know if you saw it or not, Colin, and I know you were already asked a ton of questions about it this morning. Uh, and your response was, "Hey, I'll let the commissioner's report report speak for itself." Uh, but Dallas Keuchel, last night, I guess, at the White Sox Fan Fest, uh, kind of apologized to people on behalf, I guess he felt, of the entire 2017 Astros club. You were only with the Major League Club for a cup of coffee that year, and it was on the road, uh, not perhaps a part of what we saw happen at Minute Maid Park. And I know you said earlier today you weren't questioned by the commissioner's office at all. But just uh, your reaction to seeing the fallout from everything that's been reported, uh, everything that's happened, and I guess your reaction as players, not just to the scandal itself, uh, but to the idea of uh, a former player speaking out about it to the media and, and, and sort of being the whistleblower in this case, in Mike Fire's case, and, and how you've reacted again, not just to the scandal itself, but to the idea of uh, a former teammate going out and speaking to the media about things that happened within the team at that point in time. Yeah, I think it's just an unfortunate situation for for baseball in general. You know, um, guys losing their job um, is just not not good. Not you know, like it's just an unfortunate situation at the end of the day. Um, Jeff and AJ were great guys. They were great to me when I was there. So um, I understand the whole situation. The commissioner, I think, is doing a good job of um, taking care of it. And they, you know, they did their report. And uh, at the end of the day, I think that speaks for for itself. Um, like you said, I didn't really have too much time up there that year. I was in AAA with Fresno um, pretty much all year. I got caught up on the road, and then I was up for maybe like a week in September, and then I wasn't even up there for the playoffs. So uh, I think it's just an unfortunate situation. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, it'll, it'll be, you know, resolved if it's not already resolved uh, with the commissioner's uh, report. And uh, I think that's probably probably speaks for itself. Have you talked to any of the guys from the 17 Astros Club this offseason? 
Um, I have some good buddies that are uh, like Max Sassy is my buddy, but we were in AAA all year pretty much. He, he had more time. Uh, I had a lot of like time on the DL, but he had he had more time active um, than me. But uh, you know, I have a couple good buddies, and then when we when we went and played them, uh, I got to got to uh, you know see those guys, so that was cool. But um, yeah, I mean, I've I've got good buddies that you know you stay in touch with. What's their reaction been? Even if they weren't with the with the major league club that year, as in the case of you and Max, what's the reaction been to the fallout down in Houston from those guys? Um, I think it's just uh, you know, like I said, not to keep saying the same thing. I think it's just you know, it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, I don't think anybody you know wants to see all that stuff happen, and um, yeah, I think it's just. You know, it's an unfortunate situation. I, I keep saying that, but uh, like, you know, it, it stinks, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can move on and just get back to playing some good baseball. Well, we'll look forward to good baseball from you this spring and on into the summer, whether it be at third base, whether it be at first, whether it be in one of those corner outfield spots where you got an opportunity to play a little bit last year. Uh, Pirates third baseman Colin Moran with us here live from Pirates Fest at PNC Park. Thanks so much for giving us so much time. We appreciate it. Great to see you, and we'll check in with you again down in Bradenton. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot, Colin. Again, Chris Mack of the Fan Morning Show live from PNC Park here on 93.7 The Fan for Pirates Fest. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 